This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we have J.R. Crowell from uh, Helms Polyfoam. Now, I've been talking about this kind of uh, this kind of work for quite a while, for quite a while. Okay, here's the deal. They, I've been trying to explain this on the air, so we're going to get to it here in just a few moments, but I promise they spray foam under concrete, and it works. It's the coolest thing in the world. Anyway, um, so we're going to get into that. Also, if there's anything you want to learn today, anything uh, home project you're working on, give us a call. Join the conversation at 877 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? Very good. I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. The sun is almost out. Oh, it's, it's so nice. I'm telling you. You it's, guys it's... working between the drops? <laughs> well, that... I'm telling you what. Look, I pulled up the, I didn't even know you could do this, but I was up at three o'clock this morning. Right. I told I, you to call me. I, well, I thought about it and and I pulled, I pulled up the weather uh-huh. and then it had over to the right where you could push the month uh-huh. and see what the temperatures are going to be. Not, not, not the rain, but at least the temperatures. Right. Um, oh, it, listen, you give it another couple of weeks, we're, we're, we're home free. We're, we're golden. golden. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I was sitting outside last night because it wasn't raining. Yeah, and it, and was, it, was, had, it was nice. It was, it was pleasant. I had my very first mosquito bite. Cool. Aw, how something cute. to celebrate. Very first one, right. and I was so confused, I ran inside and washed my hands. See, like, I, there you go. I was well, like, well, no, that's the That's wrong, a different thing that's altogether. That's a different thing. You know, <laughs> all I've been seeing this year are the mosquito hawks so yeah. far, and they're everywhere. Oh, they're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. And if they're not, then they're going to show up. They're so what are, you, what are you guys working on right now? Jeff, oh, well, are you working? Are we working? I don't. Well, well I put out my I, mosquito control last night. Look, I, I right. just I just got back from spring break. Oh yeah, that's so, right. Now, yeah. Jeff, you a couple of weeks ago we had uh, we had a a exterminator on the show, and uh, there was some hubbub about Jeff uh, having some squirrels in his attic that he he. Got rid of in a inadequate way, and therefore was left with in a, a toxic smell. way. In a toxic right. way, so that left a toxic odor. Someone, right. someone decided that Jeff needed some new flashy light kind of uh, critter scarer mm-hmm. for your attic. Did you install that? We did, we did, and in fact, you know, there was some dilemma uh-huh. <laughs> of where they came from. I mean, not where they came from, but who sent them. They, right. they, they came from um, uh, Victor. Uh-huh. Um, but we found out while I was on spring break uh, who actually bought them. Really? Yeah, they called me. Someone, someone oh, nice. heard him on we the show. Had, we, no, no. We nope. had ordered them for a customer. Oops. I didn't know that. And then you put them in your, your <laughs> in <my> own house. <laughs> Oh, good. So, so now you got to get so, some more. Yeah. So, so the office is calling. Have you seen these strobe lights? Have you seen, right. seen the strobe I lights said, that uh, we they're in my the attic client. right now? Would there be like two of them and kind of expensive? And they said, yeah. And I said, well, we my bad. Or another pair. 
them. That is so funny. I know. It, I, I, it, and I don't think they believe me. Right. But um, it was an honest mistake. Yeah. All so right, did, Pam. You had to order some more, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pam, what have you been working on? I seriously put out my, my um, what are those things called? The... Those tubes? The misters? No, oh, the tubes. The tube, the oh, Spartan, yeah, I like those Spar- tubes. Do they yeah, actually work? I think work? it is called Sparta. Spartan, Sparta Spartan. or Spartan. You know, those things were, um, look that up. They were, that. They're actually, the guy that developed those are, is out of Laurel, I think. We okay, so I it's like a, right. a mosquito thing. Yeah, well, it's supposed Apparently to be a non-toxic type thing without having to put out all the chemicals. And I tried it. I did a home inspection in the middle of the summer last year. Uh-huh. And I went in the backyard, and there were no mosquitoes. And I looked around, and these things were hanging up. And I thought, well, okay, I think I'm going to try that. So right. last night, when my little visitor came and jabbed uh-huh. me in the arm, I thought it's time to put these things out. That's cool. <laughs> so I, that's that's what I did last okay. night. Well, we were working. Well, I say we. It's been pretty much a me thing for at least about a week or so. But this uh, project that my wife put me on, she she bought these cool antique doors about a hundred years old and said, the bed. "Yeah, make make uh, make the headboard and footboard and all that." Well, I've been working on it for forever. Finally finished it this past weekend, and you know what? It turned out great. One of the doors had been painted over so many times, and of course, so much of the working on this was getting rid of the nine layers of lead paint on the hundred-year-old door. Yeah, and that's a challenge. It is, but uh, getting that off there, and 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 one of the one of the issues, uh, getting some paint on there that would stick. Because remember, this there's oil paints on top of all kinds. There's all kinds of paints on top of each other. On so did you thing. use a stripper? Is I did. You had to like put it outside and put it up on oh, the no, flat out, I was outside, had on the N95 mask and the glasses and the yeah. gloves and the whole nine yards. But yeah, had to strip it. I tried to sand it for a little while and then I realized I was just sitting there uh, breathing all the uh, Iron and mercury oh, and yeah. everything it's I could get. To, all that you know. stuff. But you, whenever you put something I learned about and didn't, didn't know this when you're stripping something mm-hmm. is that you have to always paint in the same direction. You do not go back and forth. OK, I did that. You went back and forth or just in one direction? No, in one direction. I yeah. did great. Yeah. I'm telling you, this project came out great. If it, I was I was more impressed with this than anything else. As a matter of fact, we put uh, we put some uh, um, USB ports in the sides of the columns that I had wow, created. Wow, yeah. So that you could plug in straight to the, the bathroom, and then I mounted lights on it so that, you know, you've got your lamps, and it's just really cool. So it came out to be a neat project. Very good. It's always fun when you finish something and you can step back and go, Right, yeah. Wow, I did that. By the way, something not a lot of people think of, uh, my wife kept saying, I think our bed is too high. So if anyone has ever asked you, how high is a bed supposed to be? Does anyone here know? Well, it depends I, I on how know. tall you yeah, are. Yeah, I thought, I, thought uh, I like them <laughs> my high. My bed can't actually. be very high. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's an actual Google answer for this. Sure. But here's what I figured out. If you just use a regular steel frame, like one of the, you know, a steel bed frame. Right. That steel bed frame puts, it, it is seven and a half inches from the, the ground to the bottom of that bed frame where your bed sits. Mm-hmm. And the bed is 25 inches off the ground. Yeah. The bed surface is 25 inches. And they say for a platform bed, that's always less, like 18. 
and they save for a uh, like kind of a big poster bed that's up to thirty two. But so, the standard, so just a little taller than a dining room table. Yeah, the standard twenty eight. Standard is twenty five, and they and, say uh, the reason. I'm going to need a ladder to get in that bed. <laughs> well, that right. is true. That's true. But I they mean, say the reason true. for the twenty five is it because for. The standard size American person, if you're at 25, you can sit on it with your feet on the floor. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Not me. Um, (laughs) Never never something I ever looked into before. (laughs) Just a little side note here on your mosquito things. Yeah. The active ingredient is sodium chloride. That's right, yeah, and because I was trying to figure out how to so make, and if any DDT. of our listeners know, and, uh, you know how you can make, because I hate buying all those tubes. It would right. be nice if they would just do like a refill on it, but supposedly it makes the mosquito sterile. All okay. right, let's uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and go to our calls. <laughs> okay, and start it off this morning. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, we're going to go to Rosalie first. All right, Rosalie is in Jackson. What's going on, Rosalie? Rosemary. 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 That's yes. all right. So what's going on? I need on? a reputable roofing company, and I want to know what number to call to get a reputable roofing <laughs> company in Jackson. Well, I'm not going to give you a number to a roofing company, but I will tell you where you can find lists of roofing companies well, that are... that's what I want. There I you go. for you to give me... The one and only. You're right, yeah. <laughs> Jeff's roofing guy. Right. No. Okay, yes. so so here we go. Here's where you want to look. Uh, and this is where I've been recommending here for quite a while. The first place uh, to look is really, uh, if you've got a pen in hand, it's M-S-B-O-C, Mississippi, Mississippi State Board of Contractors, okay. dot U-S. U-S. Right, dot .us, and that will tell you, you know, the licensed folks in, in, in the state and, you know, who's, who's licensed, who's not. And then if you want to drill down a little further than that, we do recommend that you look at your local home builders associations okay. here in Mississippi. And there's one generally for each region of the state. So you can look into that. But if you look at Home Builders of Mississippi online, you can find it there. But those two places, also MHI, Mississippi Housing MHI, Institute. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, Mississippi Housing <laughs> Institute. That's MHI. Is that a .org, folks? Do we think that's a .org or a .com? It'll be one of those. Let me get on my job right now, and I'll right. let you know. But, but those three websites are our go-to's. Of how you find a a dot com. It's a dot com. Okay, cool. It's a dot com. To it. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you very much. We appreciate it very much. It's uh, msboc.us. That's the first place to stop. Start. All right. Thanks a lot. And we're going to take our first break of the hour. We've got a couple of calls on the line. Jake and Patrick, hang on. We will get to you. It's time for us to take our first break. And today, we'll talk about something really cool with J.R. Crowley from Helms Polyphone. I said it again, Crowley. <laughs> get it wrong. Crowley. Just J.R. J.R. Crowley. J.R. Just call him J.R. from now on. <laughs> if you have an, uh, an uneven driveway or any other concrete sinking, you want to hear this, you've got to stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you have questions for our guest or any other home improvement question, join the conversation and give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. 
I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101 on MPB. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibas, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101. I'm going to talk to Jake and Patrick, and then we're going to talk to JR real quick uh, about what we're doing today. Jake is on the line and past Christian. What's going on, Jake? Hi, how's it going? Good. So you got a dryer issue? I do. My dryer vent goes up into the attic. I heard that it's a pretty bad fire hazard. So my house is maybe two feet off the ground, so I'm wondering what's the best way to cut through the tile and get my dryer vent under the house. Well, you don't want to do that either. <laughs> you want it to go to the outside. Yeah. It, right. The... Um... You can run your dryer vent through your attic, but don't terminate in your attic. So if you want to leave it in the attic, leave it there, but get a booster pump, put the booster, a booster fan, I'm sorry, put a booster fan in the attic and then and then run it, you know, out the side of the house if that's an option. You could take it to a soffit and take it that's down. That's right. Or you could take it out the roof, either way. But it, it needs to go... It, it, it's it's violating code if you're dumping that that hot air into your attic. Okay, and so it is okay with the vent going up, though. Yes, but get 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 your manufacturer's recommendations from your dryer. Go just go online, type your dryer in there. They will give you the manufacturing length of how long you can run that duct. Um, every bend equals ten feet. And I think the code is forty feet max. No, no? it 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 depends. It depends on the ma- the or, manufacturer or three su- bends or something. Manufacturer supersedes building code. So, for instance, we we built uh, some some houses for um, homes for our troops. They supplied a dryer that we could actually run eighty feet without a without a booster fan. Huh. So it's important to to look at your dryer manufacturers, I mean, suggestions on how far you can run it. From there, you may need a booster fan or or you may not, depending on what that particular dryer is recommending. You know, something else I would keep in mind is that it looks like, Jake, you're on the coast, right? Past Christian? Yeah. So your humidity level, your dew point in your air is just going to be sky high. So that may you may run into some problems running up going up and out with some clogging just because of the temperature and your climate down there. So if you wanted to go down, you could sure, absolutely go down, but just make sure that you don't dump it into your crawl space because you're going to create a whole different set of issues. Yeah. So Jeff is right; you've got to take it to the outside of the house somehow. Yeah, that's right. Either right. either through the attic or through the Crawl space, one of the two. Get it to the outside. All right. Thanks, Jake. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, sir. Um, real quick, let's go to Patrick in Ridgeland. He's got a crack in the uh, in, in his brick foundation. Are you there, Patrick? 
Yeah, I'm there. It's um, it's not in the foundation. It's in the wall. Uh huh. Okay. Exterior, the exterior brick wall has a crack in it. It's it's not visible in the foundation. Uh, my first concern was that it was the foundation. So I called a foundation, you know, company out there to come, you know, do the measurements of all the how much drop and wherever right. the entire interior of the house, and they said that it was I was fine. Where's the crack? On the it's on the middle of an exterior wall. Close to the garage? Uh, no. Uh, near it? Does it come off of a window? Comes out? No, it comes from the the where the uh, siding is up on the top there. Okay. All is right. it a long brick wall? It is not. It is the short brick wall. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, bricks cracked or just mortar? Uh, both. Okay. Um, un, uh, first of all, let's let's understand what 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 brick does. Brick is makeup. Nothing. Okay, that's all it is. It's pretty. It's <laughs> makeup. Just it, the makeup. It's 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 not holding anything. It's three and a half inches off of the exterior wall. All right. right. Um. It, so in other words, your house hasn't cracked in half no. necessarily. No. Back. No. Yeah. no there's no indication inside of any. That's right, right. That's right. So call call a contractor. Get them to point that brick. Change out the brick that's broken, and and point that brick. You could have a couple things going on. Obviously, there's been a little bit of movement. Your that brick is sitting on a brick ledge. When they yeah. poured that foundation, there could have been a piece of dirt or something got that brick ledge, and the brick ledges has failed. Uh, depending on uh, how from it's from you know, built in seventy nine, so it's still it's the brick still sitting on a brick ledge. So, but um, getting to uh, just because you have a cracked brick veneer, that does not indicate foundation problems, as you know. So, uh, are you asking how to fix it? Is that the yeah, qu- I'm wondering. I'm wondering um, if it's something I can repair, or if I need to. Like you said, get a contractor to come replace those bricks and reset it. You could do it yourself. You could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you could knock the um, just, mortar out. And, that's right. Yeah. You just put some back mortar back in there. It's it's not going to match, but that's okay. Have you ever it's, done any tiling work, Patrick? Yeah. Okay, you can okay. do it. Yeah. 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 And then what you could do, you know, what people do is that they fix the cracks and then they just paint the wall. Well, yeah. You could paint the brick. You sure can. paint the brick and then you'll never know it was there. I mean, the gap is pretty big in some places. That were how big morning. is it? How, how big is the gap? I mean, I would, I, the, big, the biggest, I would say, it's an uh, inch, inch and a half. Yeah, okay. I, I think you've got a, a brick ledge failure for sure. Okay. Um, so you may even have to dig down and repair the brick ledge. Now we're probably getting <laughs> into an area that's probably outside the the yeah, homeowner the DIY uh, yeah realm. yeah yeah. Because if you those brick ties back there may have failed as well. The brick ties could have failed. Um, it sounds like the brick ledge has probably got some issues. You can dig down, Patrick. Um, and you're not going to have to dig far, and and, right. and and you're going to see that brick is setting on the ledge. Yeah, no, I, I, I checked that out because on, on part of my house it's already been exposed. Yeah. So, but, yeah, here where it is, I mean, down on the bottom it has that ledge, but you can see with the crack is about an inch up at the top, and it just there's no crack down at the bottom. Ah, so. Right. Okay. okay, well, it could be a brick tie. 
Right. Or it could be they didn't put a brick tile. <laughs> yeah, there's you always know? that. <laughs> so. All right, Patrick, I, I hope you can get down to the bottom of that one. I, I think uh, I think that's going to be something that so, he yeah, can. Like a general contractor should be able to give me an idea on that. Or is Absolutely. That, oh, yeah. Sure. Right. You know, and if it's not hurting anything, just don't look at it. <laughs> that is so Felder. Yeah, right. That is so, hey, man. Just yeah. don't even go on that side of the house, Patrick. Whatever. That side of the house is off limits. <laughs> All right, real quick. I uh, wanted to talk real quick to J.R. Crowell uh, from Helms Polyphone. This is, I've been wanting to talk about this forever, and we finally got somebody. I'm loving this. So, uh, J.R., this this polyfoam stuff. I've been telling people about it for years, and yeah. they, it's so difficult for me to explain on the air because it sounds like voodoo, and but it's real. That's right. So so I saw this at one of the uh, like home shows several yeah. years ago. So it never occurred to me like when your like driveway is cracked in half, you know the the thought uh, for most of the time is to. Go ahead and get your jackhammer, and let's get to making a new driveway. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, what, what if you just have one crack down the middle, and there's, you know, you just have some land loss or something? What's it? There's another way. And then I saw them demonstrate it, and I was blown away. Tell me about this product. What is the product? Yeah, so so polyfoam at its core, its chemical makeup is a polyurethane resin, right? And that's, okay. that's a pretty big world, but... In the expanding resin side and the polyfoam, you have an A and a B that mix together, right? Mm-hmm. And when they go under the slab within 15 seconds, they form a chemical reaction and start to expand. So Now, this all sounds really big and technical, mm-hmm. but is it like that stuff that's in the can that Man, you spray? it's like the great stuff in a can on steroids, right? Okay. But structural. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Same concept. So, so how is this structural uh, so as opposed a, to what you can buy at your home store? It's a closed cell makeup, and so it's manufactured to be structural. Um, in a free-rise state, which means if you were to take this resin and blow it on the ground uh-huh. and drive a truck over it, the compressive strength is 14,000 pounds per square foot. To put that in perspective, crystalline bedrock is only 12,500. So it's stronger than crystalline bedrock. It's stronger than the soil that your concrete is sitting on. Down in the soil, so once we inject and increase compaction of your soil, that compressive strength can go up by 50 to 60% according to lab data. So it's strong. That's so weird. So, But you don't have to use any big machinery to lift stuff up. You can just no. spray this underneath, and yeah. it literally picks up uh, tonnage in concrete. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we inject it through a 3-8-inch hole typically unless we're doing deep injections, which is going down 10, 20, 30 feet. When we right. go that far, we use a half-inch hole. So you're still relatively small compared to other methods. That's correct. Okay. I had it done in my carport. And I watched them, and we will have a video up on our YouTube channel. Uh-huh. I just, I'm a little behind, but it was amazing to me because they came in and they drilled that hole, and then they pushed that um, a tube down in there. Mm-hmm. And I watched them raise that co- that concrete five and a half inches to where it was completely level to the other concrete in my carport. And then I looked at the guys like, well. How long do I need to wait before I drive my, you know, put my truck back in the carport? Right. He said, oh, about 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> like, well, well, okay. So, like, you know, uh, the way in my head, the the balloon is now blown up. How long does it last? 
Yeah, yeah. so uh, until Jesus comes back, yeah, it'll be all right. Later. Yeah, so, so uh, there, there's could a, be sooner a than later. Right. As long as UV rays don't touch this product, it will not break it down. So under your concrete, there's no UV rays. It's resistant to methane, jet fuel. We pump it under runways. Um, we can't even burn it up. We've we've done some in-house testing with torches, and you can't burn it. Okay. So, All right, and they're well, using it in it's like highway. Styrofoam, it's never going away. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, in fact, I, I'm on their website right now, and um, they they have a five star rating. Really? Yeah. It's it's really neat, folks. If you watch really this is. thing happen, yeah. Um, I I saw the demonstration. Like I said, they probably had a, about a 500 pound block of concrete, uh, and it was in two sections at this uh, home show that I saw. And one of them was at one level, and one was at the other, and these guys injected it in there, and this other, it just lifted it right up like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have taken four guys. You right. Know. Well, and, you know, here, here's a good point. On their website, it says save up to 60%. And I, I think what you're saying, JR, is um, if your driveway is relatively intact, but the two levels are unlevel, you could come in and level that versus hiring me or another contractor come in, bust it out, remove the driveway and repour it. Even though we bust the concrete out and repour it, think about think about what what, what we've done. Just because we put new concrete on it, the same thing's gonna happen again unless we do something to the substrate. Something yeah, something's going on up under either compact it, dig it out, get some compactable material down there that is something that is worthy of holding the weight of the of the concrete. And Jr., right. what you're so. saying is that that's what you're doing is pumping that down there. Yeah. So we're you know the 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 concrete settling is the result of a problem. The problem somewhere else. It could be decaying organic sure. matter. It could be unconsolidated soil. It could be water intrusion. A lot of things it could be. So right. we're kind of a problem solver too. We want to figure out why did that happen to begin with. But but to Jeff's point, if it's bad enough, we're going to be the first ones to tell you no. You should probably tear this out, especially from an aesthetic standpoint. But we at least need to consider what's going on below that right. soil. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the reason we got into the business to begin with it wasn't just to go fix a bunch of driveways it was to try to figure out really what's going on with all this how do we how do we maybe be in an an ore repair and an and repair right how do we help fix you know it's it's a hard pill to swallow when 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 i tell the homeowner yeah we're gonna we're gonna have to bust your driveway up but then we have to fix the substrate under the driveway pouring Mm -hmm. new concrete on bad dirt all we're doing is putting new concrete waiting for it to crack again right Mm -hmm. so yeah All right, folks, let's take another break. It's about time. We're uh, taking your home improvement questions about polyfoam. This is the neatest thing in the world. Uh, Is it the right fix for you? Any other home improvement projects you're working on? Stay tuned. you got to check this out. If you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. When we get back, I'm going to ask JR if that stuff is strong enough to pick up a concrete patio. We're going to look at that coming back. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. 
Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our guest today is J.R. Crowell from Helms Polyfoam. I've always got to get that Helms Polyfoam. So, uh, and if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any of our podcast or any your favorite podcast app or our MPB public media app. Before we went into the break, I was mentioning I came across my wife and I came across this home a couple of days ago that had a enormous uh, concrete poured. Uh, porch, you know, like you come out. In other words, the house was a conventional foundation, mm-hmm. so it was sitting about three feet up, right? And then instead of, uh, like, say, a wood porch or deck sort of thing, they had built what looked to be about a 16 by 16, three foot deep concrete thing, but it was sinking, mm-hmm. and you could tell it was sinking. Could you lift something that giant up with the foam? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we use our resins to stabilize railway beds, to stabilize runways where fighter jets are taking off. And if you've seen runway slabs, those are pretty thick, too. So as long as you've got a bit that can get through the concrete, or if we drive a half-inch tube below the footing, we can certainly do it. We've got drill bits that are 48 inches long. So, yeah, we can get through it. Okay. That's not your normal drill bit. Not your no, normal no, drill. Yeah. You can't get those at the big box. No, no, uh, you, you're not, you're not going to the big box no, store no, to no. get that. No, uh-uh. I'm so, sorry, Jeff. You're just not going to be able to buy that. No. So when, once I do this thing, say like if I do this on uh, on my driveway or something like that, uh, is it, do I need to do anything for the future five years from now? Do I need to maintain it somehow? Not that- not the resin repair. Now, let's say that your driveway has settled. There's probably going to be a crack, right? And there's water that will get into that crack. Water right. is tenacious. So we are going to strongly recommend that once this is leveled back out, that you do everything you can to waterproof that driveway. So that's going to be clean the crack out and apply a waterproof sealant to make sure that water's not getting back in there. Or if there's some drainage issues around that driveway, we'll recommend diverting that water like drainage should be to get it away from that repair. Now, see, you mentioned something earlier that I thought was really interesting. You mentioned that uh, there there are some points where you might go to a home and see a situation and say, no, this is this is a bigger issue that you need to deal with that this is not going to fix. This must be redone. Tell right. me about that. Yeah, and usually we'll approach that, too, from a cost standpoint mm-hmm. and from an aesthetic. So it's all about the homeowner expectation, too. So right. let's say a driveway's got a bunch of, of smaller chunks, for lack of a better word, of concrete that are maybe, you know, six inches by six inches. It's really, really broken up. Right. The way the foam works is off of pressure and the weight above it. So if we're injecting underneath that, if the pieces are too small, you're going to kind of blow them apart, and it'll work kind of like asphalt does. It'll crumble. Right, right. right. And so at that point, you're going to want, from an aesthetic standpoint, to redo that um, and have it and have it poured flat again. Uh, the okay. other piece of that is if, if the job's small enough and you're not worried about downtime, dollar for dollar, it might make sense to go ahead and re-pour that, assuming there's not a big geotech issue going on underneath your slab like a sinkhole. Now, that's another question here. In a second is is cost of this as mm-hmm. compared to other options but let's try talking to uh becky first and jackson becky what's going on well, becky uh, you with us yes hello hi oh i well, i have a wood deck and i'm tired of changing it out every so often and, and it's slippery and i slipped on it this winter in the rain 
So I'm looking at changing it out to Trex decking. And I know the major problem with that is the cost. Yes, ma'am. But I wonder if uh, if it's if it's slippery, how long it lasts, and how do you maintain it? Well, uh, Becky, let's start let's start from the beginning. That wood deck that you have doesn't have to be uh, slippery if you maintain it. Uh, it won't it won't get slippery, and you can put things down on a wood deck that will keep it from being slippery. There's lots of uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, paint my type things. Wood deck needs re- uh, so oh, okay. I don't want to put another one down. All right, so you want to use tregs, and uh, so uh, Jeff, or Pam, would, would I, look, I, I love tregs. Okay, and and you are one thousand percent correct. The only problem with tregs is the price. Um, if it's in my budget, I'm definitely using it. Now, what, what would you say the price point difference is? Oh, gosh. Between a, three a, times, probably? Probably, a, yeah. A, a two yeah. I four that cost uh, $3.84. Yeah, Tre- Trex is, is I, it's been so long since I've bought any, but it's probably $30 a board. And, and again, now I'm guessing. So don't call me and tell me it's thirty one ninety five or something. Right, it, right. It, it, it's it's expensive now. Um, uh, good, good. Well, yes, ma'am. And and good things are expensive. Uh, so just just keep that in mind. I, I have no problem spending the money for good quality stuff. Right. Um, now there is another product out there. It's a it's a knockoff of of Trex, and you can compare the two. Um, if it's in my budget, I'm purchasing Trex. They have a great warranty. There's a little bit of of um, a learning curve on how to install it, so do your homework. Uh, it takes a special screw, and um, but but yeah, I, I would highly recommend it. Do they certify? Like, did I know some programs will certify the contractors that install the product? Do you happen to know that? You know. I, I don't, um, and it's real simple. the The screw it looks like a wood screw at the at the at the tip where it goes into the tracks, and then up by the head of the screw turns into a metal thread. That way, when you screw the screw into the tracks, it creates a um, a bunch of little curly cues, if you will. And when you bury the screw into the piece of tracks. You, you take the leftover material, push it in on top of the screw, and it conceals that screw. That's the purpose of that special huh. fastener. And so you um, don't, you can't use a nail gun. <laughs> I, no, right. no, I, I, I wouldn't. And, and in fact, if, if I'm going to spend that kind of money, then I'm going to follow the manufacturer's install uh, directions to the letter. And uh, that, that way... Um, I do have my warranty. Right. And I think if you go into the big box stores where the products are, Mm -hmm. they actually have those little tear-off sheets. That's right. And it'll show you exactly how it's supposed to be done. That's right. Oh, wow. And I can tell you this. uh, I was in Yellowstone National Park in 06, I do believe. Um, And every walkway that I walked on was a... Composite material. I don't know if it was Trex, but it was a composite material. 
So if that tells you. Anything. Do you know what that composite is? Is it like a cement based? Something? No, I think it's a poly based. I really do. A vinyl sort of product. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So we save in our trees if we use that product. Uh, I don't know if that would be the direction I'd go. Because where is that coming from? So I guess you got to trace all that. I know that's what like. Where's yeah. the? I don't think we have a shortage of trees anyway. Right. Well, I tell you, if you go up, I was in uh, did a uh, we're doing air sampling for some of these folks that had all this storm damage, and I drove up mm-hmm. at Ratliff Ferry the other day, mm-hmm. got up to forty three on the trace, and then it was blocked off. With the it tree. looked like a war zone yeah. up there. Wow. So if you need any trees, <laughs> need any timber. Right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks, Becky. We appreciate the call. Uh, so we were talking before uh, before the break about this uh, polyfoam stuff. Is there, by the way, is there a name for it besides polyfoam? Polyurethane resin. I mean, that's the that's the technical term. For polyurethane it. resin. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. And the there's there's plenty of different types that we use too. We've talked primarily about the expanding though, which does make a quote unquote foam. Right. Okay. So now we're going to turn the screws on you. Mm. We do it on everybody Let's that comes on the program. Okay. So here we go. Um, Cost. Mm-hmm. Now, we mentioned cost. Uh, let's say I've got a driveway that, I don't know, what is a standard length driveway? Anybody? Well, uh, 40, 50, right, 40 feet. 40 feet? 50 yeah. feet? Okay. The, yeah, yeah. Right. depending on the width. Yeah. All right. 14, let's say, let's 14, say, f- uh, 14 wide. 14 wide, 40 long. All right. Okay. We'll call it that. Yeah. 14, so, 40. 14, 40. 14 by 40. So we need square footage on that. Okay, you do that. I'll do the. I'll yeah. do the hard math. So, is if if we're calling that a regular a regular driveway, the reason why I'm doing this, Jr., is that obviously I'm about to hit you for prices, uh, or or round round figures. Okay, so if we're considering that our standard driveway, forty feet, fourteen wide, um, if 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 my driveway is cracked in half, um. What what about what am I looking at if I if I want to repair this what am I looking at about two thousand dollars probably for that size driveway assuming it's settled two inches and I'm judging that as all the way across so let's say your entire driveway has settled two inches right right and it's that big our average driveway repair um, from the residential side is between one and three thousand dollars it's really? kind of an average mix yeah um, so obviously the smaller the job the more break even you're you're, you're going to be on your pricing Jr that is amazing typically typically when I ask a contractor uh, on this show i get a little bit more squirm but uh you just came right out there well we're, we're big on running numbers so <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we yeah. monitor all day long on that okay you know, j- just to compare that if, if the same customer called us and wanted a price to rip that 560 square foot of driveway out and 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 re-pour without doing any groundwork uh-huh uh, we're going to be somewhere around eight thousand dollars. Wow! So, and and that's without doing anything to the soil, right? So, wow! Yeah, wow! And we'll be in and out of there in about that job, probably three hours. Sure. So yeah. while you're at work, we'll, we'll be we'll be in and out in three days. Three days. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and the big hit on that, that's an inconvenience, but the really big hit is we do a lot of commercial work. And let's say we're inside of a facility, a warehouse that's got forklifts running 24-7. If they have right. to replace a lane right. because it's settled, that's not just the, the price. Now we're talking about price and cost of their bottom line. So if they have to stop production and not get shipments out, they're not making money. Right. right. If we can get in and out in three hours and they can still work around us, then, you know, there you oh, go. Oh, that's huge. That is. That's yeah. great. Well, I mean, look at, you know, you, you mentioned a runway. 
Right. I mean, yeah. How, how much it costs to shut that down? Yeah. yeah. Right. All right, folks, time for another break. We're still taking your home improvement questions about polyfoam uh, and, and whatever you're working on. Um, love to give us a call. Number is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And today we have in studio from Helms Polyfoam, J.R. Crowley. So there we go. Almost. And let's, uh, you know what? Our big issue today has been this polyfoam and what you can do with this stuff and raising uh, concrete and doing all kinds of things. There is another service uh, that you guys do outside of just raising concrete. Isn't that, is that That's correct? correct? What, what yeah. is that? So we're a chemical grounding and soil stabilization contractor, and that, that kind of ties in a lot of different things. That could be maybe a slope failure along a highway or a dam. It could have been caused by surface erosion, could have been caused by water intrusion or leaks through the dam. Uh-huh. Or maybe you've got some leaking basement elevator pit um, somewhere where water's getting into or out of that it shouldn't. Uh, we can stop Oh, this that. is like a sealant of sorts. A little bit, yeah. Still using polyurethane resins, but a permeating kind that we control the set time with a catalyst, meaning we can we can chase that water wherever it's going and seal those tunnels up. Um, if you see sinkholes riding down the right. road, which we do, that's mm-hmm. water typically called infiltration and inflow going into a drain joint. Right. Because it's failed, we can seal that up without having to dig those out. So no excavation, wow. which is nice. Okay. Let's go to the phone. Homer's on the line in Lyon. Where, where is Lyon, Homer? Uh, it's the, if Clarkdale have a, has a suburbs, we kind of, the north suburb mm. of Oh, there we go. Okay. 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 Good for you. All right. Uh, Homer, what's going on? You got some, uh, driveway cracks? Well, yeah, I, uh, had some concrete poured about, I guess it's about 10 years ago, maybe a little longer, but anyway, I talked to a concrete guy and then I got another guy that does framework and I asked him, did he do concrete? Because he hesitated and said yes. Uh, about <laughs> fix your transmission too. Later, <laughs> with us getting out there jackhammering uh, my driveway out, and I told the guy with the jackhammer, I said, if I ever come back down here to rent this again, do not rent it. To yeah, me. right. Uh, I understand that. I got a new respect for a jackhammer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I agree with that. So what happened was the concrete, I got a tree it, coming in my driveway. It's an oak tree right there, a big oak tree right there at the corner. Mm. Of course, the concrete shifted right there. And it, now it didn't shift, it sunk. And I'm thinking it's due to the roots. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, and water kind of collects at the corner. Of course, I did put a drain in it at the corner so the water would run off. But I know anywhere you get water in concrete, you actually gonna get some. Sometimes you gonna get it's gonna give up. 
but another thing that I wanted to talk about, now I've seen, every time I see someone pouring concrete now, what I do is I kind of stop and look at what they're doing. I learned a lot about concrete after this driveway, just reading on it. But anyway, these people now are not, I've seen them pour commercial driveways. They pour this concrete with steel in it. They don't put any wire down. They come in and frame it, pour it above ground, and that's it. Hmm. Yeah, that, but yeah, that's okay. What's what's your what's your point? Yeah. Well, hey, I see what he's saying. There's different. There's there's different ways um, that that people are doing, and I guess you can look at different ways, um, Jr. That 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 you can do this without busting up your concrete too bad, without having to. Now that tree, if a tree. Now what he was saying about the tree coming mm-hmm. in and busting up that concrete. Anything you guys can do? Now, so two points on the tree. One, if it's a tree currently growing and the root is what's making the concrete lift up, you don't really want to go pick up the concrete to match that new lift because the problem right. is the tree root, right? You want to alleviate that, and the only problem is you got to cut the tree down to do it, right? Now, if you've cut a tree and there is a root system under your concrete, that's that's organic matter that it will eventually decay. rot that's away. Right. right. Or water will follow the root system. So one of the two, it's going to settle because of that. So there's some treatment after that fact. Okay. All right. Let's uh, keep moving. Uh, Curtis is on the road. You've got a question about brick on your home, Curtis? Yes, uh, I have two questions. But the first question is, uh, is it a way that you can clean the brick on your home? Um, there, there's several ways. Number one, uh, you can use a, uh, a they literally have a, a product called house cleaner. Uh, that it that it's a a thing. It's kind of it's kind of a a bleach based product that you would spray on your house. Let it set for about five to ten minutes, and then hose off. That'll clean some of the green off of uh, your home that you get on the north side. A lot of times, uh, the other way, some people like to use a pressure washer, but pressure washers can be rough on on mortar. That's right. Um, yeah, you just have to be careful. But you know, my new favorite thing is my little electric power washer. You know, you can get those. They're not expensive. No, they're not. Like, what, I don't know, 150 bucks. I, I want to caution pressure washer on brick, just like right. Jason said. Um, even though brick is, we think it's um, real strong. Real strong. Brick is, brick is, uh, brick's a little funny. Yeah. You know, it's got a pretty face on it. You take a pressure washer, you can knock that pretty face off. Yeah, it's it's a porous product. Yeah. It really is. And, and it needs to be porous. Yeah. And it's funny because if you ever have, like, a, a, if you ever use, like, yard bricks, these garden brick kind of things, and, and you buy them, and they're, like, this pretty red color and everything else. Well, if you notice, if you leave them over there, leave them out for a summer, and they get rained on a lot, and all of a sudden, that red, that red kind of will come off and everything else. You know, concrete is not, uh, it's not steel. It's not solid. It's not hard all the way through. And it it does not hold water. Uh, That's my favorite thing when someone tiles a bathroom and thinks it's waterproof now. Exactly. It's not. It's not. So you don't want to, you don't want to power, you don't want to throw a bunch of water up there, but you could rinse it. Yeah. Well, I like a, a brush, some dish liquid. And uh, and a mop bucket, scrub your brick, rinse it off with your water hose, treat it like you would treat your car. What, what don't put the pr- pressure washer on it? Yeah, brush, little mild like soap, and rinse it off with your water hose. 
Treat it like <laughs> it's your car. Yeah. There it is. That's a nice way to go because you can do some damage and that you know, it's it's your biggest investment. You don't want to damage it by trying to clean it. That's all right, let's keep moving. Uh Jim is on the line in Ocean Springs and you've got a question about that polyfoam. What's going on, Jim? Yeah, I just wanted to comment. Uh, that sounds like some good stuff. I need to get it uh, over to my house. I got a little spot that's sinking in the back. But I wanted to make a comment about the cement. You know, uh, uh, close to 50% of your cement problems is tied in with the fact that people are pouring them too wet. That seems to be a common thing. You know, Jeff has way. mentioned that about 50 times on this show. That's right. That's right. The more water you put in that concrete, um, um, the weaker that concrete is is going to become, and, and there's something else that's a real common uh, in in when you pour a driveway. If you seal the top of that driveway to where water cannot leave, then if you've ever seen one that starts flaking, and it's not in the middle of winter and it didn't freeze, then what the finisher did, they sealed the top of that concrete, and the water could not. Didn't dry enough, yeah. So, so when the water comes to the top, because the water's always coming to the top, it can't it can't leave. So that crust that your driveway gets, and then all of a sudden you see these, it starts flaking. That's due to the fact that they've sealed the top and the water did not uh, escape. Can wow. you do anything to get rid of that seal? <sighs> Besides, no, let it I just mean, go away. Well, <laughs> we're going to give you a week to think about it. Yeah, we're out call Homer and his jackhammer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. I don't think Homer's going to get another jackhammer. Yeah. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, and is funded by their generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is engineered by Miss Michelle McAdoo. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pivas, Jeff Sammons, and our guest, J.R., Cromwell uh, of Helms Polyfoam. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.